Matt McLean's injury shows two things about this offseason, and one is why Nick Crawl shouldn't have his phone on Do Not Disturb just yet. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr. I am a lifelong Cincinnati Reds fan, and I turned an addiction into information for you. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to talk some Reds with me. I encourage you, if you're watching on YouTube, write something down in the comment section. Whatever you've got on your mind, let's talk some Reds baseball. Or if you're listening on your favorite podcast app, thank you. Make sure you tweet at me, at Jeff Carr with three Fs, or you can tweet at Steve at S. Offenbaker with two Fs, uh, or at the show, at Lockdown Reds as well, because we are bringing you Cincinnati Reds content every single day, all throughout the offseason, all throughout spring training, and as we head toward opening day, and all throughout the season. We are very excited for what this season could be. Spring training is going on. There's so much news coming out of Goodyear, Arizona, and we're going to look at a bunch of it today. Matt McLean's oblique injury. What does it mean for the team, and why does it show two things about this Reds offseason? We're going to look at that. Graham Ashcraft, is he the next guy to get a contract extension? I have a uh, thought about that. Also, David Bell spoke to the media, and he was candid about a couple of different things, including the Reds' aggression, especially on the base paths, and his thoughts on the outfield, something that we've talked about a lot this offseason as being a big need for the Reds. Before we get into all of that, I wanted to remind you today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more by going to FanDuel.com slash locked on and new users with a winning $5 bet can get $150 in bonus bets back. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And where we will start today is with the injury to Matt McClain. He suffered an oblique, uh, kind of pulled it a little bit, pulled his oblique doing some batting cage exercises. Uh, his, his quote was that he was just going too hard. He had, he took too many swings, was swinging too hard and he kind of felt it tweak a little bit. And the good news was this isn't a re-injury from what ended his season last year. You remember he missed all of September, a little bit of August as well with an oblique injury that healed. This is something a little bit different and David Bell kind of explained as to what the situation is. He's not going to do anything for five days except get treatment and um, just let let the injury um, settle down and you know just we're not concerned that the the MRI he got was just great news because if it was if he would have if it would have shown a re-injury to last season that would have been really concerning because he had the whole offseason to you know, go to PT and get it 100%. So I'll, he's, he's going to be fine, but we just need to be patient for, you know, a week. Slightly different area. What, they didn't see anything on the exam or the MRI, but where he's feeling it is slightly different. It's a little bit lower. And Matt McLean said in a couple of different uh, interviews and things like that that he doesn't expect to miss any time in the regular season with this injury. 
It's just that he's being shut down for now. He will obviously miss the first couple of spring training games and things like that. He's been working all off season to get ready for this year. And so he said that he, he thought he was just going a little bit hard, but I think this really shows two things. The injury itself may not necessarily be that much of a concern, but it definitely shows that Jamer Candelario was a good signing. I mean, if you look at where we were, whenever the signing was announced and we immediately thought, well, they got to have a trade. They got too many infielders, right? Well, now it makes a lot of sense. Because if you have a guy that's missing time for an injury, Matt McLean, if the oblique does crop up, Jonathan India has shown plenty of injuries in the past. What if something happens to Ellie, CES, Marte, whatever? What if something happens to Candelario? The Reds have plenty of options to replace that player for a short term. And I feel like it's a good thing to have for the Reds. They're showing their depth. This injury is maybe not anything that's going to affect opening day. There's a possibility, and I would caution. I know that you know David Bell said this is a different spot in his oblique. It's lower down. It's not the same thing that he hurt last year. But the oblique is showing a little bit of weakness, so the Reds can afford to be cautious with these guys. They don't have to rush them back because they've got depth because they can replace them for a short period of time. We know what Matt McClain's bat means to this lineup. Him being gone for the last month of 2023 was a huge blow. The Reds really were not good at producing runs in the month of September. You had, you know, a lot of the young rookies really hitting that wall where they're like, wow, this is a long season. And you had some guys hitting slumps, and you didn't have McLean in the lineup to kind of help keep that all together. Now that you have Jamer Candelario, you add another dart. You add another, you know, keep everything loaded, right, when it comes to this lineup. And I think that that is an important piece, and it cannot be understated what Jamer Candelario means if you've got a rookie that's struggling, if you've got somebody that's hurt, that's important. There's a second thing, though. I'm not saying that because they added Jammer Candelario, they don't have to worry anymore. I think this actually shows Nick Crawl he should be on the phone right now. He should be talking to Michael A. Taylor. He should be talking to Adam Duvall. You know, looking for that 26th man. Now, there's... A lot of debate as to what that 26 man should look like. Should it be a, a, a more defensive guy and, you know, the bats passable? Or should it be a bat first guy and the defense is passable? So, you know, whatever. I think the important thing here is the Reds should upgrade on Stuart Fairchild. The more I hear people talk around Reds camp and things like this, kind of feels like Stuart Fairchild actually has the leg up on that 26th spot. We talked about why, you know, the, the, the 26th man needs to be able to play center field, needs to be right-handed, things like that. But I think that if you do have an injury like this, now you are talking about, all right, Stuart Fairchild then gets moved up. Then you're talking about either Josh Harrison, Jose Barrera, or Nick Martini being on the opening day roster. The Reds, I feel, 
have the ability to go out and get somebody else. The, the free agent list is still chock full of plenty of talent. They don't have to go out and get the top end of that talent because we're not talking about somebody that's going to play every day. Although, could you imagine Cody Bellinger on this lineup? Just for a minute, just for a minute. That'd be a lot of fun. And it would make Chicago Cubs fans mad. That'd be a lot of fun too. But even still, like if you just go out and you get like a Michael A. Taylor, dude won a gold glove two years ago. That There's something to that. And I feel like Nick Cross should see this and be like, man, camp just started. We're already talking about injuries. We're already, you know, okay, maybe he doesn't miss opening day, but that question's there. Matt McClain now has to prove that he is healthy and ready to go for opening day. It's not a foregone conclusion. So with that, you are talking about going to, you know, start testing the depth of the team. Maybe add a little bit to the depth. That's been the theme this offseason. Make the team depth more impressive. You can do that. And there's still plenty of ways to make that happen. Plus, you know, there's going to be some teams cutting players and things like that coming up soon, you know, for waiver wire additions or something like that. Maybe there's somebody out there as well. I said it yesterday, and Steve kind of agreed with me, that I don't necessarily think the 26th man is in the organization. I think they could go. I, I think this is the kick in the butt that Nick Crawl needs to go make another move. And he should he should check that out. Speaking of moves, uh, we, we found out that there were a couple of guys, along with Hunter Green, who received contract offers last year. Graham Ashcraft was one of those guys. Should he be the next contract extension? Talk about that coming up next. Before we talk about that, though, I want to tell you about one of today's sponsors, and that is FanDuel. FanDuel's got an amazing new offer for you as we're going into the heart of college basketball season. We're talking about conference tournaments coming up here soon where the NBA is kicking back off, tipping back off, I guess, uh, coming up here Thursday night after the All-Star break. You can get in on all the action on FanDuel. They've got everything from point spreads to money lines, over-unders, prop bets. You can even combine prop bets and single-game parlays and make your game-watching experience just that much more fun. Plus, they've got MLB futures from, you know, Ellie De La Cruz props. How many steals is he going to have? Ellie said he's going to steal 80 bases. So, I would take the over on 40 and a half. But the uh, FanDuel has also moved the line for total wins for the Reds. It was 82.5. Now it's 81.5. Interesting. wonder if that moves again before opening day. Mm, not really sure. But I know this. I'm taking the over on 82.5, so I'm definitely taking the over on 81.5. You should, too. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on today. New users, $5 winning bets. Get $150 in bonus bets back. FanDuel is an official partner of the NBA and an official, the official sports book of Locked On. Thanks as always for making Locked On Reds your first listen every single day. Every day is coming up on the show tomorrow. Steve will be back. And so will John Sadak. John Sadak will join us uh, talking about these Reds ahead of the spring training game slate coming up this weekend. I know uh, I was looking at the Bally Sports uh, broadcast schedule. I believe that uh, John and, and either Chris Welsh or Barry Larkin, whoever, is going to have, I think, three games. There's going to be some other games on Bally that are broadcast by the other team. 
Uh, but we will get to hear his voice a couple of times on the television call this spring training before opening day. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to get his perspective on a lot of these different things, including, you know, the backlash, the whole Levi Stout trying to throw water on, on the fire of Derek Johnson. I know that John Sadak does not agree. So we're going to get that on tomorrow's podcast. Make sure you join us. Also, before we jump back into our content, I want to remind you that Locked On has created the first ever national sports streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, all the time, literally all the time, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, like myself and like Steve, plus our national shows that cover every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports streaming channel. And I mentioned Steve a few times. He's traveling today. That's not is why he's not with me, uh, but he will be back tomorrow. All right. There was, there's been so much news. And one of the reasons that I love spring training is that we have news to talk about. It's not just rumors and should the Reds go sign this guy or should the Reds go sign this guy or should the Reds trade for this guy. Those are fun, but spring training news is a lot more fun because you get this sort of thing. The Inquirer reported that last spring training, whenever Hunter Green got his contract extension, the Reds also extended contract offers to Graham Ashcraft and Nick Lodolo. Both those guys turned him down. And, and Graham Ashcraft has said that the team has not reached back out so far this spring training. Who knows? Maybe they will. Maybe we will hear of contract extensions coming up soon. Nick Crawl has expressed his desire to lock up a few more young players. Uh, both of, uh, you know, Graham Ashcraft and Nicoladolo are not yet into their arbitration years. And I think that the Reds will be smart to jump ahead of that and get a contract extension done. Um, there's a number of guys. But I find this interesting because... Graham Ashcraft is not a guy we talk about a lot. We talk a lot about Hunter Green. We talk a lot about Nicoladolo. Talk a lot about Andrew Abbott. We've talked a lot about Frankie Montas and what that addition does for the Reds. But Graham Ashcraft just kind of the solid stabilizing force in this rotation. He led the rotation in innings pitched last year. He led the rotation in starts last year. A year that was very tumultuous, not only just for the Reds pitching staff, but also for him. He went through a lot of personal tumult going through the loss of his grandma. And, and we remember the crazy, just wild nature that was his first six games where his ERA was close to two. And then his next, I, th I, th I think it was like eight or nine games where his ERA was above 10. And then you get back and his final 12 starts his ERA was again in like the two and a half area. So when you go and you see and you're like, oh, well, Graham Ashcraft had like a four-something ERA last year. And yeah, four-something ERAs are not good, but there were stretches in 2023 where he was a good pitcher. He's got that in him. He has the ability to be a very good starting pitcher. He's not the kind of pitcher like Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo is though where it comes to, you know, he's really focused on getting strikeouts. He's just really focused on missing barrels and getting outs. He's a guy that could benefit a little bit more from, you know, a, a raised ground ball rate. 
His ground ball rate wasn't fantastic last year. It certainly wasn't Andrew Abbott's in the 20% or anything like that, but it could get better. And if his ground ball rate gets better, you could see him making more starts and, and, and maybe winning some more games and being you know even more valuable to this pitching staff. But I think that it's interesting because at the time, whenever Hunter Green was extended, this was not reported. It was not reported that Graham Ashcraft and Nick Lodolo turned down the team. I think it's very cool to see that the Reds made not one, but three contract extension offers all at the same time. I think that that shows a very huge commitment to what the core of this team is going to be for many years. It's something that we have discussed, you know, the, the whole raise model and how long do you extend guys? How many guys do you sign to extensions and things like that? But if the Reds are able to extend a good number of guys, if they're able to take the big contracts that you see some other players getting and maybe expand those out to a couple of other guys instead of just the one, I think that's a pretty prudent idea. And if they're able to lock up their rotation before these guys really take off, I am here and I will continue to stand on this table and say Hunter Green is going to take off this year. The Reds are going to look like geniuses for the contract extension they gave him last year, getting out ahead of the game and signing him before he blows up. Could this be the year that we also see Graham Ashcraft blow up? He has shown his value so far. And look, I'm not saying that he's been a Cy Young pitcher, but he has been the most stabilizing force in this rotation since his call-up in 2022. Yeah, Nicoladolo was the best pitcher in 2022. And Andrew Abbott was the the best pitcher in 2023. Graham Ashcraft was there all the time. He was there more than Hunter Green. He was there more than Nicoladolo. Andrew Abbott wasn't up in 2022, so that doesn't, you know, that's not really, we're not arguing that point. The, The whole thing here, though, is the story of Graham Ashcraft where he rises through the ranks of the Reds farm system, comes out of nowhere to really become a big part of this team. I think it would be very interesting if he is the next guy that is, is kind of honored with this contract extension. I think that, and, and, and you know, the, the, the differences in, in, in how he had really good stretches of 2023 and really bad stretches in 2023, I think we'll see far more good stretches and the bad stretches will be much smaller in 2024, which means that his overall statistics are going to be a lot better. I can see him being a very, you know, very good bet to be closer to four, maybe even a three, nine ERA, something like that. I'm not going to go crazy on like strikeout predictions or anything, uh, you know, of that nature, but I could see him making 30 starts and having a 3.9 ERA. That is the kind of value that we've been begging for in this rotation. Graham Ashcraft could absolutely be that guy. And that is the kind of guy that you want around here for a while. I'd be very happy to see that. I was very happy to see, you know, them them offering to both Graham Ashcraft and Nick Lodolo last spring training. I could see why Nick Lodolo turned it down. You know, he just had a monster year in 2022, probably expected a monster year in 2023. The injury stopped that. 
can't wait to see him pitch there. You know, there's been some video of him pitching off a mound in spring training. All the reports are that he is healthy, that he is ready to go. Love to see both of them sign, but Graham Ashcraft, I think deserves that extension. You know, David Bell was talking to the media and he got candid on a couple of different topics, including the Reds aggressive base running and how he feels about the outfield. We'll get into those coming up next. Before we get into those, I want to tell you about another one of today's sponsors, and that is Game Time. Game Time is my favorite way to get into the stadium. It's Steve's favorite way to get into the stadium, and it should be your favorite way to get into the stadium. And you can also, I mean, not just Reds games, but Cyclones games. I know Cyclones hockey going on right now. They've got concert tickets. They've got you know, theater tickets, things like that, events going around, going on around town. You can get last second tickets with the lowest price guaranteed at game time. Download the app today and use the promo code locked on to save $20 off your first purchase. Now I wouldn't say go thinking that you're going to get some really cheap tickets to opening day, but you're going to be able to find a little bit cheaper than other sites for opening day. And then once the season gets in, the best way to do it is to go down to the banks, get your parking spot, get you know post up at your favorite watering hole, and then wait for the last-minute deals because game time's got them. Go to game time today, download the app, use the promo code locked on, and get $20 off your first purchase because game time has the last-minute tickets at the lowest price. Guaranteed. In between episodes, you can keep up with us. You can follow us on Twitter, on X, at Jeff Carr with three F's. You can follow Steve at S Offenbaker with two F's. And you can follow the show at Lockdown Reds. There's no F's in that. Also, uh, join the Lockdown Reds Discord page. Got a link in the description of today's episode. And uh, follow us. Make sure you bookmark InsideTheReds.com. We are writing about the Reds. We're talking about the Reds. All kinds of Reds content all the time. David Bell got the chance to speak, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think that if you're looking for sound bites, if you're looking for David Bell to say some things, spring training is your place. Spring training is where David Bell really gets into the nitty-gritty of baseball and really is candid about the different things about the team. Because, you know, throughout the season, you can just about act out an answer to any old question from a game. But when it comes to spring training, he gives a lot more thought into it because there were a lot of different questions that he addressed. And I wanted to start first with the fact that, you know, the Reds understand the expectations that are placed on this team. And and I'm not talking about the projection systems that have them being a, a losing team and, and under 500 and stuff like that. I'm talking about, People like on MLB Network where they're talking about, man, this this Reds team's really good, really interesting. They could be a dark horse. This this could be a team. This could this could be a thorn in the side of the Braves and the Dodgers that they're not expecting. Watch out for the Reds, you know, things like that. So what does David Bell think about how the team is dealing with all this heightened expectations? Yeah, I mean it, it's. Um... There's a balance there. I mean, it, it's always the goal, right, to win the World Series, every team. So we're no, we're no different. Um, 
but um, the, the difference for me is it's no secret that we we have the talent, we have the ability, um, and probably for me most importantly, when it comes down to it, I really believe the team that's the closest together, you know, connected team, especially in the end, really gives themselves a good chance to win it, to win it all. So we we have all that, right? But then it comes back to day one of spring training, you know, like you get there, the path there is to win each pitch, right? So it's it's communicating and have the big vision and then bring it back into to what matters most and, and really focusing on, you know, habits and behaviors every single day that lead to the championship is, that's the challenge, you know, vision but not getting ahead of ourselves. It's kind of funny to me he, he talks about winning every pitch and before I get back to my point with all of this, I, it just made me think of the whole, and if you missed it, uh, there's a lot of great stuff on social media about this. I think there's an article in the Inquirer as well that Hunter Green was throwing live batting practice to a couple of hitters and Ellie De La Cruz was at the plate. He ended up striking out Ellie um, on a long at-bat. I got the chance. They, they have the whole at-bat on social media. But Ellie fouled off a couple of pitches, including one that went into the, the parking lot area where the players park. And one of those foul balls broke the window of Hunter Green's SUV, which I think, I think Hunter Green, has, he's got like a Mercedes or you know something like that, a nicer SUV. And, of course, Hunter Green, he was just like, hey, so you're going to pay for that? And Ellie's like, dude, you make more than me. Like, come on. I love that. Uh, that, that just shows the competition and, and the, the fun naturedness of that. I'm sure that behind closed doors, they were just like, yeah, whatever. We'll get it taken care of. But it was a fun, fun little moment there in Red Spring training. But kind of like he said, that the way that the team is approaching spring training, Charlie told us this. If you, if you missed our interview with Charlie Goldsmith last week, I encourage you to go check that out. But uh, Charlie was talking about this, like from day one, players who are showing up to Goodyear and guys are showing up early to Goodyear, they're not talking about opening day, although they're excited for it. They're not talking about making an all-star team. They're not talking about accolades. They're not talking about, you know, when it comes to, you know, what team they're going to play and all this. They're talking about October. They're talking about making the playoffs. And it's a mentality thing. And it's a togetherness that this team is showing already from day one of spring training that is so important. Just like David Bell said, as the season moves along, you got to have that. Which comes to the point, like, this team, they're very young and very fun. And in the last year, they really showed that they're not afraid to take an extra base. They're not afraid to get a little aggressive with it. And, you know, sometimes you might make a mistake with that. And there was, you know, some folks toward the end of last season, not me, some folks, though, that were questioning the aggression and maybe you dial it back. Maybe you figure out how to become a little bit more conservative. I've always said you just got to be smarter with your aggression, not that you need to stop being as aggressive. I think David Bell did a beautiful job of of, of addressing the aggressiveness. Yeah, I mean, nobody likes mistakes, um, nobody, you know, likes to make errors or, you know, get thrown out or any of that. We also know, and I, uh, this is just in my core, like I can't, I, I, I know to be 
a good baseball player and a good baseball team, you absolutely cannot be afraid to make mistakes. You have to be incredibly aggressive, especially at this level. Um, so the solution that you're talking about is preparing like crazy, being excellent with your preparation, um, doing the small things like getting the best lead you can get, knowing the situation, and then making a decision and absolutely trusting it and having zero fear um, of getting thrown out. And, you know, that's the challenge no matter, no matter what you're doing. But it shows up, like on defense, it shows up on the bases. And it, when you're really tested is when you do get thrown out. And you may even be blamed for losing a game or something when you, you make what turns out to be the wrong decision. It's our, our job as um, members of this team to support that type of um, preparation and that type of play, no matter what the result is. And over time, you become who you need to be to be great. Ellie is kind of an embodiment. Ellie De La Cruz is kind of an embodiment of what this team wants to be. Aggressive on the base paths, taking that extra base, going first to third, going second to home, first to home. I, I think that it's important to know that there's probably going to be a few times that you get a little frustrated. And you say... That didn't seem like a great idea. That seemed like maybe a little bit too aggressive. That's this team. That's the way that this team's going to play. And there's going to be some times where it works out. There's going to be some times where guys slide in under the tag. I mean, I I think of Ellie's cycle game. Some of the plays that he made in in the game where he got the cycle... It was just because he was being really, really aggressive. And he slid in under the tag. He was able to just beat the throw. I, there, there's, there's a mentality about that that you're just not going to get me out. And I love that. And that's not something I want to change about this team. And you also notice, too, on the sound on that clip, there were some airplanes in the background. Uh, Goodyear. Uh, the the Reds uh, Goodyear ballpark is uh, right next to an airport, which I say that to preface this next clip because he has some good things to say and some very candid things to say about the Reds outfield. It's just gonna sound like there's like the like Rogue Squadron is behind him, so bear with me on that. Yeah, I think there's room for improvement. Um, Jake Fraley was a great example last year. He made a lot of improvement from the year before. He became a much, much better outfielder. Um, I think Will Benson's kind of along the same path, and he's very committed. Will, Will is very committed to uh, taking his game to the next level. Spencer, I mean, to do what he did out there for the first time in the big leagues playing that position says a lot. So I think he's just at the very beginning of how, how good he can be. TJ showed how how solid he is out there, and, and Stewart's a good, good outfitter. So there's room for improvement, and um, everything is going to matter, and that's an area that we can get better in, but we have the guys going about it the right way. There's room for improvement. He's not lying. 
There's definitely a lot of talent in the Reds outfield, and I love Will Benson, but we've talked about what he needs to prove this season, why it's not you know, just a foregone conclusion. He's going to show up and play every day and be a 300 hitter with 40 home runs. That's not expecting that. But there's plenty of talent to prove it. While improvement is needed, improvement can be had. There's still some moves. Like I said earlier in the podcast, I think Nick Cross should definitely go out and sign a guy off the free agents list for their, you know, their bench bat in the outfield. Still think they need that. But I feel like there's talent here that can be really a catalyst for success for a long time. But I love that he was Ken. I love because... You know, you always hear David Bell come on and say like you know, things like, man, they go out every day and they compete. They go out every day and they play hard. And that's kind of like what his answer is. At least this time he was a little bit candid, and I, I loved hearing that. But there's going to be more. As, as we move along through the spring training schedule, there's going to be a lot more of David Bell. We're going to try and get as many clips as we can of players and things like that, talking about spring training, talking about their expectations for the season here on the Locked On Reds podcast because we are going to be bringing you your favorite team every single day as we have. This is my coming into my sixth season. This is coming into our, our second full season, uh, Steve, uh, with me on this show. And very excited because this season is going to be so much fun. And I hope that you join us along the way every single day. But that will do it for us here today. Like I said, tomorrow, John Sadak joins us on the show. Can't wait to hear what he's got to say. Maybe we can do a little Star Wars talk, too. I don't know. That Probably not. It's going to be all Reds-focused because we are all Reds all day here on the Locked on Reds podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow.